My name is Sudama Ngo, and this is a coming to the Path Talk. Today is Sunday, May 19, 2019. I will begin by talking about my life journey and including my childhood and family life and my path to Zen Buddhism. I was born in Saigon, South Vietnam in 1951. I was the second child of six, five sisters and one brother. We were not, not rich and I had to work hard. My father was a carpenter and my mother sold vegetables in the market. When I was a child, I had to have to wake up very early in the morning, away before the sunrise. I walked to the farm to pick up the produce that my mother could sell in the market. I carried two heavy sacks over my shoulder. I hold it hold together by the stick. It took about a half hour to get from the farm to the market. And I took a break along the dark, scary path by the cemetery along the river. The people I met along the way, sometimes they stopped me to buy things. But I have to be very careful to get back home in time so I could get to school. The school day starts at 7 a.m. and I would walk or ride a bike to get there. The school day ends at 1 p.m. Then I would go home for the lunch. Then I spend a couple hours in the afternoon at the neighborhood school. My parents saw the education as the means to be a better life for us. The private school were very expensive, and the public school could only take about 300 students, while a thousand students would apply. One had to pass and the entrance exam to get in. It took me three times to pass my entrance exam in to public school, but I didn't. I didn't. Uh, so I just forgot it. <laughs> oh. Okay. And you could only take the test only one per year. At the teenage, I had to earn money to buy my own thing or anything else that I need because my family was poor for my for five kids. My family could only pay food pay for my food, school uniform, and the books. That's all they could afford. I got the job helping the old man who helped the poor kids prepare to take the test to get into public school. He helped me to pass my exam, so I went back to help him to teach math for the young student. I earned a little money from him. That time I'm so busy because after school I have to go there to work with him. So I had no time for myself to enjoy everything now. And one day, that my last year in the high school, I lost my school bag on the way home after the school under the, the thunder rains. 
that with all my notes for the final exam. As a consequence, I couldn't take the exam, so and I had to drop out of school. So then after that, I start to looking for a job. If I wasn't go into school, and I have to get a job, otherwise I would get in very trouble with my father. And I get the job working for the government, doing the payroll for veterans, and for the people who lost family member in the war. Soon after I got the job, my father died. When he passed away, my sister got married and moved in with her husband. Also, I have to help my mom to take care my three sisters and one brother. So I never had a chance to go back to school. During the time I am in high school, I get involved with the protesting. The government attempt to get rid of the Buddhist religion in Vietnam. I was the only one in the family to get involved with the protest. In Vietnam, almost everybody was Buddhist, including my family. But the government tried to make the Christianity to the top of religion. A lot of the people protest the appeal of Buddhists, and I joined in on the protest. During the night, I would help to make flies at the temple to spread the word about the protest. The world, it, this world, very dangerous because uh, there was a curfew. And the police would stand outside the temple. When we hear any dog barking, we know the police were on their way to looking for us. So, after, so then we have to turn off the light and keep very quiet and to try to find out a way to run or hide if they get in. One of the places I hide was under the altar base of the Buddha figure. So that's why now I really do the uh, set up the, the base for the Buddha's ceremony, something like that. When the thing quiet down and we went back to work on the flyer because we had to get them ready, passing them out in the morning. So the people would know where and when the next protest would be happen. Some of the protests feel too street blocks, and during the protest, the, po the police would use tear gas and the baton to break up the crowd. I was a fat runner, and I found place to hide in alleyways or the house of family nearby. I begged them, please let me in. So I was lucky to not get arrested. A lot of the Buddhist monks and nuns got beat up. There were a secret doctors clinic that treat them. The doctor could get into trouble for helping the monk and the nun. I tried to help by bringing the veteran food 
to the clinic for them, which I carry in my school bag so nobody would see it. I had to be very careful to make sure nobody saw me sneak in. It was kind of fun and scary at the same time. My involvement in the protests were only when I was in high school. Later, after I got the government job, I focused on fight on my family to help my mom. And three years after my father passed away, I got married. And a year later, in 1974, I had a baby boy. We lived on the Air Force Base, about eight or ten hours driving from Saigon. When the world started to get closer to the Air Force Base, I was afraid that I could not see my family in Saigon again. My husband was able to get me and our son on the plane back to Saigon. He has stayed behind. The plane trip was very scary, and I still get emotion. when I think about it. There were a lot of high officers on the plane, and they had a lot of the stuff, refrigerator, furniture, motorcycle, and something else. The plane could not take off because of the big load of the stuff, and the pilot had to drop on their belonging from the back of the plane. So we wouldn't crack in the ocean. But while trying to land in Saigon, the pilot almost crashed into the mountain. And it turned out that the pilot was, wasn't a real pilot. He was trying to steal the plane to bring his family, family back to Saigon. There is more I could share, such as how I escaped Vietnam by boat. I left in 1980 with my son. My husband left on his own after the, the war ends. I almost died on the boat, and I would end up in the refugee camp in Singapore before I moved to United States. If you want to know more, you can ask me questions later, or read my Zenbo article published in 2009 and 2012. Now I want to talk about my Buddhist faith. I remember to this day, the first time I went to the temple in Saigon at the eight about 15, when I was still in high school. The first time I saw the nun, I realized I want to be her.
Then I come to talk with her, to ask her, how can I to be the nun? And she told me, when I get home, I have to learn to memory some sutra and a long dharani. Then after that, come back and she will bring me to meet the teacher. But with me, I try come to talk with the, with the monk or the leader at the temple. I t- let them know I want to be the nun. Then I was uh, t- told me the same thing. I have to memorize some sunja and the long darani. I said it's okay. I will. Then I became the vegetarian. That surprised my family. We always had a f- good food in the family, but from then I would get my protein from tofu and peanuts. I did a lot of volunteer work at the temple. I served meal and cleaned it up. Were the my favorite jobs. There was a ton of the dishes. When, when they had a big ceremony, it looked like Buddha birthday or New Year. And they had two or three big tubs to rain and watch the dishes with the big rack outside to ride them. And after school, I spent almost the time to stay in the temple. No boyfriend, no nothing, because I love it. I want to be the nun, but I could memorize the whole long Dharani, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So then, after that, then I got married, and everything totally changed my life. I, I just had the time to get back to temple only a couple of times a year for the big ceremony. But I don't know why, and that time I feel okay. I just forgot to with the Mary and to take care of the family, to help my mom with the three sisters and brothers still at home. In uh, 1997, I was living in California. I got very sick with the fungus in my lungs. I have to stay in the hospital about 10 days. And after that, when I get home, I really want to listen to chanting. I hope it can help me to heal. Because uh, that time I totally cannot do any, anything. Just lay down on the bed to waiting for what's going on. So then I, I, I told my, my husband, please come to the temple. Let me the chanting book. Then after that, and I continue to try and listen to the chanting. Because of my lung, was so weak, I couldn't even talk. The more I listened to the chanting and read from the sutra, my body started healing and healing, and I feel better 
and better. When I got, got enough the energy, I start to go to the local temple in San Diego. And about a year or two years after that, eventually I decide I could no longer go to that temple. And my friend of mine brought me to another temple, also in San Diego. I went two or three nights a week, chanting with the Sangha, and I attend a one-day retreat to learn how to do meditation. <coughs> At the end of the day, long retreat, we had a tea celebration where I met two nuns. After that, I went to the nun house. She showed me She showed me a photo of Bodin Rossi and Rossi Kaplo. When I saw the photo, somehow I know who I was looking for a long time. Then I continued to practice with the nun, and one day, they encouraged me to meet with Mitra Roshi at Hidden Valley. I sat with the Hidden Valley Sangha for several months. Then the nun asked me, do I want to go to the Rochester? I said, yes. Then I attend the workshop, the in 2002, it's the same month on the May 2002, it's the, during the time for Buddha birthday. When I was picking up from the airport and stepped into the front door for the first time, I felt a deeply inside, deep in my house, deep in my home. I better here. When I returned to the California, I felt my like my mind was still in Rochester. I went back to Rochester several times a year to go to Shashin. And I keep wanting to come back again and again. My health that time started getting better and better as well. After several years, my marriage started to break and I got a divorce in 2007. At that time, I was able to become a full-time trainee and staff member at the Zen Center. But after that happened, I traveled to Japan with Mitra Roshi. After the divorce, I just want to get out of the United States and away from my family. I told Mitra Roshi, I want to stay in Japan permanently. In the Asian way, if you want to become the nun, you have to cut the tie with your family. But however, Mitra Roshi encouraged me to return to Rochester as soon as possible. It, it would be too much for me to change to move to Japan and find a new teacher at the same time, while I was still getting over the divorce. So I returned to California to pack on my stuff and ran out of house so I could move to Rochester as soon as I can to work with Bodin Roshi. Just before I moved to Rochester, Arrow contacted me to get my help 
to making a blue robe for wasteman's ordination ceremony. At the time, I didn't know how to make the robe, so Arrow had to find somebody else to make the robe for him. But later on, after I come move back to Rochester, Arrow asked me again to help with Wasteman robe because it was too big. I didn't know how to fix it, so I took it apart and recut it and put it back together, make it, it fit for women. That's how I learned how to make a robe. Then I worked uh, at one more time to help women because uh, the case is too big for him. So then I really don't know how to make the quesa either. I try to contact with the Vietnamese nun to see uh, they can help me to to make the quesa, but they said no, they don't know either. So then after that, and I found the instruction book, show me, show how to make the quesa. Then I follow instruction from there to try to fix it. So the, it can be fixed uh, for wasteman. And with uh, this experience to working on wasteman rope and Kesa deeply inspired me. I decide I want to make the commitment to become the priest. Something else happened in my family that gave me the courage I needed. I went back to California to visit my son and we had a talk about the family. And he told me, Mom, everyone is moving on. You need to move on too. Oh, that really opened things up for me. And the next gen, I go back to Rochester. I come to Ed Roshi if I could be come to priest. Here I am. So then I got the one more thing I want to bring it out to share. The first couple of years when I came to Rochester even for part time training. And a year 2005, and one night I stay in the woman dorm. I feel so lonely. And I feel I lose everything. So it made me sad and I cried. And suddenly the tear fall down in my hand. When I see my hand, I said, oh, I still got a hand. I can do anything. So that made me wake up. Then something did just come out to my mind. I wrote it down. Then after that, I put it away totally. I don't remember that. And uh, after the 14 year, and suddenly a couple of weeks ago, when I started packing, and I saw the book, and I tried to read what I wrote in there. So after I read it, I feel so deeply 
That the step by step I have to walk through before I get here. So that's what I want to bring out to share with you. And the time I wrote it down that uh, I just 54 years old. So now I am 68. I had a journey to three course of life. In 1973, my very first journey was traveling afar with my two empty hands to pursue a life in marriage. During 1975, my coming back to my mother's house with two hands empty. In 1980, I crossed the vast ocean to find my freedom and reunite with my husband. I was once more t- both hands empty. In 2003 and 2004, my living home, I live in my own family and try to find my true self with these two empty hands. At this moment, the true to these two empty hands are the tenderness, thoughtful, and bolty beyond the words. This is, this is life, this is all there is. Mother. Mom, mẹ ơi, you have welcomed me to the world and given me these two two empty hands. So, palm to palm, I offer these two empty hands and deeply bow to you. Mother, Mom, mẹ ơi, I'm home. I'm truly home. I now vow to offer these two empty hands to all lives had to offer for today, every day, and the rest of my life. I bow with deep gratitude and thankful to you for giving me life and nurturing me in this life. Con cảm ơn mẹ. Thank you, mom. Okay, so now I can take uh, any question, if I can answer, and I will. (laughs) Yes. For me, yeah. um, the 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 difficult thing for me is the first time when I moved to the United States. The problem for me, I totally cannot speak English at all. 
So during that time, and I try to come to the church to have the uh, learn to how to speak uh, the English by uh, they call the second language, right? In the church, yeah, yeah. Then I went there a couple months, and I think almost a year. Then after that, I I got the second baby. Then uh, I could not go back again because at that time uh, I my husband uh, don't have a really good job, so we don't have enough money to for the family. Then. Uh, Some some day I I have to go by the market. It look like look like the farm market. They sell the vegetable. I come to add them some some uh, vegetable. They they take off. They want to throw it away. I, I add them. I asking them to please can I have it? Then they uh, they okay. They the first time and they give it to me some. So I bring it back. Uh, to make a meal for the family. Then it takes a while, so then I don't know what happened, and they know that. Then uh, they don't give it to me or whatever they want. They're scared to uh, have something wrong for the person, something like that. So then after that, I have to uh, lie to, to them. I said, no, no. Uh, can I have it because uh, I have uh, some rabbit at home? I want to bring it to give to the rabbits. Then uh, they they give it to me. Then I bring it home. I try to cook my the family food again. And uh, and after that, then after I got the second baby, I have to move to the uh, the apartment with two bedroom because we got the. Uh, Two sons, not the four people. They, the, the owner, they don't allow uh, us to stay in one bedroom. So that's why we have to move. But when I move for the the second uh, home, so they have the, the the backyard in the back, the backyard. So that time, and I try to uh, to planting some vegetable food. So I don't have to go to the market to get it, and uh, and I raise, I plant it. Then it takes a while. Uh, after that, then the food grows too quick and so too many. So I don't think uh, we can eat at all. And I try to come to the Vietnamese market to add them. Though they want to buy it, they said no, they don't want to buy it. So I try to just stand there to talk and talk and talk with them. And uh, okay, so now I don't I don't need the money, but I just want uh, to bring it here, so to trade in the something else I need. And after that, then they uh, okay. So then that's why. And every uh, weekend of Saturday morning, I have to get up to cut it and put it together and bring it to the market. So they give me the coupon. So I bring that coupon to the uh, meat department or whatever I, I need, then I can, I can exchange something to get the meat and uh, to bring home to for the family to eat. So then that's why uh, I know uh, a lot about the garden. So then, uh, yeah, then after that, then uh, my sister tried to look for something for me to do. So then she gave me the, the sewing, sewing job to make the, to sew in the bathing suit for the American shop. So then I start from there. I just come to do the uh, bathing suit for them to make some money to support uh, uh, the family, yes. Um, I have a question. 
So do you think someone can fully heal from what, whatever happened in the past? Yes. I totally say yes. Because I've been through a lot uh, of time. It's really dangerous. It looked like I did in the time I am in the boat. And uh, be, be, because uh, I don't know, I don't know why or how. Before I uh, had uh, escaped, I come to the temple to add uh, the monk there. So I asked him how can I, what can I do when I got stuck in the ocean or something like that. And uh, he uh, he gave me the, the chain book and he told me, and any time I get uh, trouble, anything, and just try to do chanting. So then that's why then during the the time I stuck in the boat in the ocean, 21 days. So only only me in the boat had a chain book, so and I know how to do the chain too. So that's why anything, the storm coming or the waves, uh, make the boat slugging uh, like this, so they call me, so I just get down to do chanting. And after the chanting, everything is start to cool down. So that was my experience that time. Then when I really, really get sick, it almost died because of the, the fungus in your lung, when they spread out, that means they take the whole energy, your whole energy inside. You cannot do anything. So then I start to try to do the chant again. So then the more I chanting, I, 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 I think my body healing, healing, healing again and again. Then after I come here, the, when the first year I come here, I still very ill, very sick. So then I keep uh, coming back here and do the chanting and sitting and yeah, I get better and better. So that's why with me, I really believe if you do something to chanting or sitting, and it can help you out everything trouble. Yeah, with me now, right now, I. With me right now, uh, in my life, I can tell I almost died at least three times. Yeah. So every time there, when I get in the air, I said, oh, I give up here, my life. You can take me away. So then after that, I just lay down and relax. And the next morning, I get up to do something again, so <laughs> still I'm here now. Empty hands. Yeah, empty hand, right. Yeah. Um, I have a I have a question related to that. Um, when how do you think you came to know that you were strong? No, I really don't know how I'm strong. <laughs> but uh, only thing when, when I look back, anything I've been through. And suddenly I, I, had, I bring the question up to myself too. How? How can I do it? How can I been through so many problems, so many trouble in my life, this and that? So how can I do it? I don't know how. <laughs> Do you have any advice for trainees here? Um, with me, because I came to this practice a little late, because when I came here, and that year I already 50 years old, and I'm not a healthy people. I'm really ill and sick at the same time. But uh, the more I sit, the more I had a feeling my life get back. And 
everything else is stuck to lighter, lighter, and lighter. So that's why when I I uh, I stay here, uh, not too long, but I think that enough time for me to see everything in and out, in and out. A lot of young people in in here, then they had a really good practice. Then I had the thinking, if they continue, continue to do it for their life, they will be, they will be the, the good people and successful people either. But they just stay here about five months, five years or six years, then they left. When I heard they left, I feel so painful inside, in my heart, because uh, here, that uh, their country, their language, and they know everything, they will understand more than me. So why they left? Because this practice, very good. That's uh, the way for Buddha teaching. If you just continue, don't, don't give up. Continue and continue. And soon or later, soon or later, you will become awake, awakening people. That's what uh, with my thinking. Because I came here for the first couple of years, it's really, really difficult for me. I am old, I'm sick. I don't, I cannot speak English. One time I come to talk with uh, Roshi Bodin. Oh, I'm so sorry, I cannot understand what you say in the gender or in the Tesho. And he just told me, that, 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 that time I, my name feels Tao. He told me, Tao. Don't worry about that. I, you don't need to understand everything I say, but I just want you to do. To I, I just want you to do what I tell you to do. That only thing I want you to do, and you don't need to understand everything. So then it kind of a little. Uh, uh, encourage me to okay. I'm okay to stay here because uh, the people talk something this and that. I really feel ashamed. I cannot understand what they say. Just, just only thing and that time for me. I just want to work. I just do work. So that's it. I don't need to hear everything around me, or I don't need to. Uh, understand something. That's what another uh, thing to give me really get trouble is this body. Because uh, everything I just want to push it down. I don't want to say anything, I don't want to share anything with somebody. So only suddenly one day and I get really sick and and that time, and somebody told me, you have to say something now, don't keep it. So now you have to listen to your body. Your body tells you that enough, that enough. You have to say something now. Then, uh, and that time, and I just try to sit down again and think about it. I said, oh yeah, this is my fault because I don't speak out, so they don't know. So that with me and everybody come here, at least you got four years in college and your own language, and so you understand more than me. So that if you come here to learn how for the Buddhism and sit here, and after that, if you 
feel up a little tired, you can take a break. But please, please sit and come back here again and again. The more you come back here, the more you can understand more about the, the way for living outside the world. So that's the only thing I can say. Well, uh, no, I just want to tell you that uh, we're just uh, we have run out of time. I know you have another, you have a ceremony to go to at the Vietnamese yes. temple soon, and you have something else to say uh, after the announcements I'll make. So uh, we'll just leave that at that. And uh yeah, before uh, I'm. Before that, before this, then I would like to to say thank you so much for, for Adine and Donna to help me out. So I got something to talk about today with everybody, in front of the, everybody. So I really, really thank you. don't want to forget this, so I will mention it now. Um, so I know one of your Zemba articles, which is really remarkable, is the one is in the money issue. Yeah. And there's, do you know the other one? Uh, the unit and the practice. The yeah. and practice, yes, thank you. That's the so two thousand. If you want to copy of the Zembo, uh, before leaving the day, just come and see me and I'll, I'll get you some copies. We have lots of extra copies of Zembo. All deeds without number I Yeah.